you at home, but I'm feeling the presence of the Lord in this place. And I just encourage you in your own homes, in your own way, let's just just, just give the Lord a little glory, a little hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Blessed be your name. King of kings and Lord of lords, almighty God. Father God, you are the one who rules and reigns in my life, in this place, in this world, in this situation. In Michigan, here at FCC, in the church family, we glorify your name, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Be with me as I speak this word to the, your people, Father God, and let us be fed in our spirits and souls. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. This morning, I just want to talk to you a little bit about keeping the faith. When all seems lost in this world, I'm reminded of King David, and there's a couple situations with King David that uh, reminds me about faith. Faith in difficult times. When, when your back is against the wall, when things don't seem to be going your way, when your job is taken away from you, or your finances are depleted, whatever the situation, if your body is afflicted with sickness or disease, or, or there's accidents that have happened. I've heard of people hurting their back and their legs and their ankles, or whatever the case may be. I, I just want to remind you, let's look to Scripture. Let's see what it is that King David did in this particular uh, lesson in today's story. And David was chosen by God, and he was anointed as king. However, he faced many difficulties throughout his life. Even though he was chosen by God and anointed as king, he had to wait nearly 17 years before he would realize the, the, the fruit of that anointing, before he realized what it was that God had called him to be. And during that time was a time of testing, of character building, and development of his faith in our Heavenly Father. Let this time that we're going through right now be similar. Let it test our faith. Let it prove us out. Let us prove ourselves to be faithful during this time. Are you going to let the, the circumstances of the world and uh, the situations that you're facing, are you going to let that crush you and defeat you? I would say no. Not you, not me, not now. Let's develop our faith during these times. That's when true faith is known. You want to know who's got your back? When trouble comes, who's still standing at your side? When, when the odds are against you, who is still at your side? That's when you know who's really got your back. Because let me tell you something. This is one thing that I've learned in life. Talk is cheap. Proof is in the pudding. Who is still standing with you when, when chaos is all around? When there's trouble on the horizon or when it's right at your doorstep? Who's still there with you? And I tell you what, in the Word of God, He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, he's your ever-present help. Prove him out. Call upon the Lord. Seek his face. And let's just learn to keep the faith. And, and so let me break down this story for you. And it's found in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30. And, and I'll just break it down before I go any further. David was running away from Saul. Saul was jealous. How many have dealt with jealous haters before? Saul was jealous and he was a hater because he saw the anointing of, of God on David's life. And he was trying to kill David. So David ran and he flew. He, he, he hid in caves. He hid on the mountainsides. And finally, he ended up hiding with the enemy. And he served under the enemy's camp for a while. Now, while he was there, he didn't do anything bad. He didn't do anything wrong. That's just where he was hanging out. And then finally, the enemy said, you know what? 
you can't even stay here anymore. You got to go back. We don't want you with us. We, we just don't trust that you won't uh, turn and, and be against us because you were once uh, fighting against us. So here David is. He's running from his people. He's running from Saul. He, he took uh, refuge with uh, the Philistines. And now they're saying, you can't be here. And then when he went home, he comes to his house and he finds that his house, his village was attacked. It was burned. The village of Ziglag. The, the village was burned. Every house, every possession was taken. All the wives and children were kidnapped. So here he is. No place to go. Literally. He can't go back to Israel because Saul is trying to kill him. He can't go and, and be with the Philistines because they don't trust him any longer. He can't go. He Now that he's at his house, it's been burnt down. All the men and, uh, excuse me, all the children and women have been kidnapped and they're taken away. All their cattle, their good, their businesses, all are gone. All has failed him according to what you can see. Now the people around him, the men, got upset. What happens when people get upset when circumstances don't, um, that aren't favorable? They blame the leader. They blame the whoever's in charge. Now it's not their fault either. But that's who you're going to blame because they're the one in charge, right? So they're all looking at David and they're trying to blame David. And the men are so grieved that their wives and children have been taken. Because we don't know if they're going to be, uh, what's going to happen to them. If they're going to be uh, brought into sex slave. Or they're going to be slaves for the rest of their life. Or are they going to be killed, used and abused. They don't know. So they're, they're, worst case scenario, they're sad, they're grieved, they're angry. And they're talking about stoning David. They're going to kill their leader because they're upset. David didn't do it, but they're upset with him because he's the one in charge. Now this is what David does. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to go. Even his own men are ready to kill him. And this verse right here in uh, 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the men were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David, listen to me now, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. Right now, no matter where you're at or what you're going through, the circumstances surrounding you, if you've lost your job or the money's not right, if you're feeling sick or if you're hurt, I'm, in, I'm telling you right now. The answer isn't with men. It's not with the doctors. It's not with the president. It's not with your governor. It's not with any of these people. It is with the Lord. I encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord. And what does that look like? He goes on to say that David called to, uh, to, the, to the priest and he asked the priest, he says, bring me the ephod. That was a, a prayer garment that they hid. He said, bring that to me so that I can inquire of the Lord. It means that he wants to go see what the Lord had to say about the situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we're facing a situation, we want to decide what we're going to do. What makes logical sense? What is uh, 2 plus 2 equals 4? Well, let me tell you, but when God shows up, Amen. there's a supernatural manifestation. When God comes into the situation, the math and the facts don't add up. You were sick this day, but now this day you're not. Amen. You were blind that day, but this time you're not. Yes. You were deaf that day, but he opened your ears. You were bleeding uncontrollably, but then God, but then God. Are you going to reach out and touch the hem of his garment to receive your healing? 
Are you going to position yourself to have a God encounter? That's what I want to tell you this morning. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes, we got to encourage one another. But sometimes when there's no one around in the middle of the night, and it's just you, your tears, and the Lord, you've got to encourage yourself in Him. Yes. Mm. I'm getting excited myself right now. And here's the situation. And David inquired of the Lord. See, sometimes uh, God's ways are higher than our ways. That's always. His, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. We can't conceive the things of God with our, our logical minds. we got to seek the Lord before trying to figure things out on our own, before we uh, implement a plan, before uh, we take a situation and try to tackle it. Um, in all circumstances, we should always, all of us, inquire of God, Lord, what do you want me to do in this time? Lord, what do you want me to do in this season? Do I attack, David wondered, or do I stay? Do I go look for my family, or are they already dead? There's no way for him to know. So he inquired of the Lord. In your situation today, you may have lost your job. Lord, is this the time for me just to seek your face? Lord, do you want, where should I apply? Where should I go? Should I call my human contacts? Or Lord, do you have someone ready to call me? That's happened in my life before, and I'm sure it can happen to you. And, and just recently, when we are wondering, Lord, what's going to happen? Are the people going to be faithful? Are they going to continue to give? Are we going to be here in one month? Am I still going to be a pastor of a church? Lord, what is it that's going to happen? And through God touching our minds and hearts of different people, He's given me little signals that He is in control, that He's got this situation. It, this was not a surprise for Him, but He has my best interest in mind. With a, a Holy Spirit handshake and a Church of God handshake, people have blessed us because we weren't in the same position as many of you weren't to go get extra because it's people are acting crazy out there. But the Lord provided a way that we are doing all right by the strength, by the generosity of others, through the leading of the Holy Spirit. God showed us He is in control. Amen. Amen. So in your inquiring of the Lord, what does that look like? And uh, we see a second story. So David inquired of the Lord. The Lord told him, go. I'm going to restore everything back to you. So he went to the people who burnt his town uh, and kidnapped their wives and children and stole all their businesses, all their cattle. The Lord said to them, go, you will recover everything. And David pursued them, they found them, and they did not only recover everything they lost, but then they got more to boot. And through this process and this, these events that happened, this bad situation, it, this is the story where David becomes anointed as king. This is the story that leads him into it. So sometimes your, your mountaintop is, is right around the corner. You've got to go through this valley to develop your character, to develop your faith, to develop your prayer life, to develop your praise and your worship. Not at church, not being led or prompted, but can you do it at home when you're all by yourself, when you're alone, or do you need a praise team with you? It's nice to have the praise team. It's nice to have the music and worship, but can you learn to do that on your own? Can you, by yourself, encourage yourself in the Lord? And the answer is yes, but are you willing to do it? Are you willing to try? And I'm going to tell you, enter in. The Lord is waiting with open arms. He's waiting for you. He wants that fellowship. He wants that communication with you. And, and we read another circumstance. Now, now David is king. And we're moving into 2 Samuel. He's king. He's ruling. He's reigning. This is God's will. 
but haters are going to hate. His own son, who's jealous of him, Absalom, starts to lie on him, starts to deceive other people. And he stands at the gate and says, uh, the king's not in and he can't hear your case. And he was there the whole time. See, there's people who are going to try to usurp your, your power, your authority, and the call that has, God has given you. Instead of seeking the, the call that God's given for their own life, they want your call. They want your things. They want what you have. Instead of seeking what God has for them, because God has a plan for them, they want yours because they allowed Satan to come in and mess with their mind and lie to them. And people are going to hate sometimes. Man, let's pray for them that they would just seek the will of God in their own life, right? And not worry about what you have, but worry about pursuing what God's will is for their own life. Right. Well, Absalom was jealous. He's coming after his father, and he's usurping his authority. And here's what David did. Instead of fighting against his own son, he withdrew. He left. He moved on. And while he's doing that, he's seeking the Lord. And in this dark place, when he had to leave and, and, and just go away, and I noticed there was two things that stood out to me. On two separate occasions, the Lord sent provisions for David and all his household who was with him. Two separate occasions from two unlikely sources, the Lord sent provisions and help to sustain him. Don't try to figure it all out. Inquire of the Lord and let the Lord know what it is that you need. Do you need a healing? Let him know. Do you need provisions in your house? Let the Lord know. Talk to him. And then we also got to sit and wait. We got to listen. Because here's the thing. We've got to learn to strengthen our faith. Strengthen our faith. And I want to read this verse in Jude 20 verses 25. But you dear friends must build each other up. In your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen right there? Pray in the power of the amen. Holy Spirit. It's hard to try to make it through life as is, but I tell you what, if you've got Holy Spirit on your side, boy, oh boy, you're ahead of the game and you, you, there's, there's hope for you. And await the mercies of the Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. If you want safety... Do it in God's love. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Seek His face. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Some of us, we're having a struggle. There might be some of you out there right now who you just don't understand what's going on in the world today. And you think it's all crumbling down around you. Well, I'm telling you right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's not done with you yet. You were born mm -hmm. for such a time as this. Yes. You have a destiny to fulfill. You have a calling to walk out. God's not done with you. So arise, faithful servant of the Lord, and step into His call and His anointing for your life. He's not done with you yet. This is just a bump in the road. He might be testing your faith during this time. I'm not saying God sent this, but He can use circumstances and situations to say, right. Who are my faithful? Who are the ones that are going to stand with me. And he's going to know who he can anoint to go on and do greater things. Amen? Amen. we got to prove ourselves faithful first in the little things before you can be entrusted with more. Yeah. So here we have in this verse, um, uh, to pray for one another. And you must show mercy on those whose faith is wavering. The, let's not uh, uh, ridicule and be critical of those whose faith might be wavering, but let's encourage them and one another. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment and show mercy to still others, but to do uh, with great caution, heeding the sins. And, and uh, um, So here, when you're rescuing someone else from the sin, be careful you don't get entrapped. 
If someone else is down and out and you're going to encourage them, don't wallow in the mud with them. Snatch them up out of the mud. If they're, if they're in the uh, fires of testing, let's not go in that with them, but let's uh, reach in and pull them out. That's what this verse is saying. You know, we have got to be an encouragement, not join them in the pity party. Amen? Amen. We got to bring an encouraging word. And lastly, I want to tell you, uh, to build up your most holy faith, what does that look like? To, to build that faith up. That faith up. And I, I, I equate it to this. We're all giving, given a measure of faith. And it's like muscles. Uh, if you want to lift heavier things and you want to be stronger, you have to build the muscles up. You got to start uh, with lighter weights and, and time as your muscles develop, as your strength develops, you can lift and do greater and bigger things, bigger weights. You might start with just doing five push-ups. I know there's a push-up challenge going on out there, and, and some of you might be, not be able to do 30, but you can do five. Or maybe you can do one or two or three, but if you do this every single day, over time, you're going to get stronger. Over time, your, your strength is going to increase, and you will be able to do more, and, and your capacity will grow. The same is with your faith. As you allow your faith to be tested and you prove yourself to be faithful and when circumstances come your way that are difficult and you inquire of the Lord, you seek the Lord and you follow the Lord, you listen and obey when He instructs you, then your faith grows, then you're stronger, then you can sustain what it is that He wants to give you. If there's a ministry in your life that He wants to grow you into, if He gave you the whole thing right now, you may not be able to maintain and sustain it because your faith hasn't built, been built up just yet. It's circumstances like these that our nation is facing, that our world is facing, that we got to get on our face, get on our knees, and pray to the Most High and ask Him to heal our lands, to forgive us, and to forgive our nation. We have to intercede for one another. This isn't a time to, to shrink back, but to charge forward. Amen. To say, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do during this time? Obviously, you let me be born and to be living in this time. So therefore, by your scriptures that you say in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Yes. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but for a hope and a future. And I'm here now, then I know that there's a plan. If there's a plan, that means there's a strategy. Lord, reveal that to me. And once you've inquired of him, now sit. Be still and know that he is God. Listen to the voice of God. Confirm it with his word. Once you've heard him and you've confirmed it in his word, then obey. Be obedient. He tells you to go, you go. He tells you to stay, you stay. If he tells you to be quiet, you're quiet. If he tells you to speak up, you speak up. We listen and obey. David inquired of the Lord. The Lord spoke to him and said, Go, you'll recover all. David went, and sure enough, not only did he recover all, he got more to boot, which helped him launch his new kingdom that God had prepared for him in Jesus' name. So I just want to tell you, here's the, here's the ingredients to inquiring of the Lord, seeking Him. This is what it looks like. Praise and worship at home. I don't know who you like to praise and worship to. Hit your favorite, pray, your favorite playlist and begin to worship Him at home. Ask the Lord, what song would you put on my heart that I can sing for you today, Lord? Mm -hmm. And sometimes He just drops a song in your spirit. Why? He wants you to sing that to Him, not just for you to hum to yourself. He wants to hear you praise Him. Praise and worship the Lord at home. 
go into your season, your prayer closet, that time, that space. You gotta, you gotta have a time and space where you pray to the Lord. And once you've prayed every prayer that you know to pray, you've made every request, every intercession, every, every, every appeal to God and everything you know to do, then you're quiet. Quiet before the Lord. And you say, Lord speak, your servant is listening. I would dare say, if God has something to say to you, write it down. Write it down. Have a prayer journal. Write it is what, that you think and feel that the, the Holy Spirit is telling you. and that, So you can track it. And you can go back and reread it. And, and, and you can see what it is that you have to go and do. He's giving you instructions. He's letting you know what to do. And when you're doing it, sometimes it may not seem right. That's okay. Walk it out. Figure it out. God is with you. And then, in your next prayer time, do it again. So this is the thing. Praise and worship at home. Prayer. Reading God's Word. That's in there. Because you're confirming what He says in His Word. Daily. And then quiet time with God. This is one that a lot of people skip over. They don't like silence. They don't like quiet. But that is one of the most important things. That's where God is speaking to you. And how many want to hear from Him? I know I do. Amen. So that's my encouragement for you this week. Build up your most holy faith. Keep the faith during this time and this season. I want to encourage you in the Word of God. And Sister Jamie's going to come and share a scripture with you in closing and part of our benediction and just uh, give you some instructions from there. God bless you. We love you. We're with you. We're going through this together. None of you are alone. Amen. Amen. So as we um, come to a close this morning, um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching with us. Thank you for worshiping with us. Again, I want to remind you, this is how we will be connecting from here until further notice, until we know where this is going. And remind you to just be in prayer, like Pastor's already told you, but be in prayer that, that uh, this nation will humble themselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our ways so that he will hear us and heal our land like we spoke of last week too. So don't forget to pray for this virus and for um, our nation as well and, and our leaders as well. I want to remind you to give in um, your tithes and your offerings to remain faithful. I can't pass the, the bucket this morning, but um, there are ways that you can remain faithful to give in your tithes and your offerings to the Lord. And again, the church does need your money. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to pretend that we don't. In order to thrive and survive, we need tithes and offerings to come in. But most importantly, that's a byproduct of, of doing ministry. Most importantly, we want God's blessings to flow in your life. Now more than ever, we always want the blessings of God to be in our lives, but how much more do we need the blessings of God when times are a little scary, when money might be a little tight? And that's the time that we tend to hold on to it a little bit tighter and, and grip our, our money because you know we just don't know what might come up and we just don't know how long something might last. But I promise you that as you're faithful to God in your tithes and offerings, He is faithful and, and to you to return that. Um, Pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. He is going to, to bless you. And, and So don't tie the hands of God during this time. You need his hands open um, to you. And so we want to give you those opportunities. You can mail that check in if you need to. Our address is attached to um, this post. But it is uh, if you need it, it is 1005 East Broomfield in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. If you're watching from a different state. Um, and our zip is 48858. You can also go to our website, faithcommunity.tv, 
find the e-giving tab. Um, if you're on your computer, it's going to be at the top. If you're on a phone, if you scroll down to the bottom, um, it's easier to find and it can walk you through the process of giving online. If you've already had all that set up and you do text to give, then there's a number to text to give. And um, I don't think I, I it's 989. I'm not going to give it to you because I'm not sure. Um, it's on that list um, in our post, 989. Do you know it? No, that's if you're new. If you're new to text that, welcome. But anyways, there, it's, it's on there. Um, I believe it's 546-7191, but it is, it is attached to our post um, that you can do. So as we end this morning, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us. Um, be blessed in your day and the rest of your day. It's a beautiful day outside. Enjoy it as much as you can and, and have a great day. And so I'm going to read Psalms 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare. You can read that to yourself. Surely He will save me from the fowler's snare and from deadly pestilence. He will cover me with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. So we just want to bless you, um, remain faithful to God, stay in prayer, stay in worship, and let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity, God. I thank you for those who have joined us this morning, God, and I just pray that you you would go with us, Lord, that you would help us to not just remain faithful, Lord, but it, that our faith would grow in this process, God, that, that we would look for the opportunities or look for the, the ways that, that you have come in and, and we've seen your hand move. As we look for those and we see those, God, it develops us, it develops our faith because we can see you moving. Lord, I just pray that you would, you would touch every person that is watching this now or maybe watching it later, God, that you would bless their homes, that you would keep them safe, that you would keep them healthy, God. You would bless their finances, Lord, and that you would just be in the midst of those houses, Lord, during this time. Father, it can get uh, to be a struggle being with, with the same people sometimes for so long. So I pray that love would rule and reign in our households, God, and that you would help us to, to speak kindly to one another, to love one another, and most of all, to, to love you, to praise you, and to honor you. Lord, I thank you. I praise you and I give you glory and honor. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. See you Wednesday.